Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts Connect the alarm Change the podcast you stream Connect the snooze Ten more minutes to dream Connect the shower Lather up with the news Sports talk Comedians or movie reviews Connect with that three hour philosophy show Change the drive into work In traffic so slow Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Aja Graydon Danzler. You know how it is. Anywho, I was asked to choose my favorite episode, and it's no surprise. My favorite episode is the one featuring my daughter, my daughter, Lana, and it's called Young Jonin. The thing about it is that, you know, having teenagers has been a big challenge for me. But to be truthful, I enjoy young people a lot. I learn a lot from young folks. And I think this generation has so much they can offer us, as all of us did when we were young. But for me, I really have tried to embrace all the things that they have to give me. And um, my daughter is one of those reasons, along with all of my children. But this episode really uh, just touched my heart and helped to validate the reasons why I love giving young people a voice. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. This is my fave. Y'all give it a listen. Let me know what you think. Yeah. Hello, good people. It is a pleasure to be alive. Yo, it's a pleasure to be alive. Thank you so much for listening, taking some of your time to listen to J.L, the podcast. My name is Jill Scott, and I am here with my sister friends, Alea Laia Sinclair. Girl, whatever way you want to say it, yes, I am here. You know, I, I like that. Laia, Laia, Laia. She don't know that it don't matter as long as you just saying whatever. Go ahead, say some it's more. It's really Laia Saint Clair. It okay? is, but you know, with a with a period, just so you know. <laughs> Periods. Just well, so you know. Purr. You know, we're still introducing ourselves just because, you know, we want you to know exactly where you are. You're at J.L. with Laia St. Clair and Jill Scott and Aja Great Danzla. Yes, we like a a three-name baby, don't we? Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. like her. Mm -hmm. We're into it. Mm -hmm. We're into it. We all are. To a little hyphenated sitch. Speaking of the babies 
and not not exactly babies. I went to see a concert the other night, y'all, and I went to see Steve Lacey with my kid. Right now, Jet brought Steve Lacey to my attention in the first place, and I I got this this um, overwhelming sense. I got some Prince vibes in there. I was like, okay, you know, I enjoyed the music mm. very much. I thought the lyrics were very thoughtful. I was like, okay, okay. You know, so I dug in some more and I was like, all right, you know, happy to see it. Like we're sincerely happy to see whenever, you know, the, the young people, not only are they like they're vibing, but they're also like musically, you know, like it's a super talent. You know, like, yay yeah, for yeah. super talents. Like, OK, that's what's up. And then there before him, uh, his opening act was this young girl. Um, I keep saying young girl. Oh, she's probably like 20 something. I don't know. Um, but her name is Fouché mm. and she mm. does that's punk funny. music. Come on. Ooh, yes. Yeah. The whole aesthetic, you know, that was really working. It was such like a, a homage to the Hirikaru. Uh, um, I want to say it correctly, the like Japanese anime. Oh, okay. So it, you know, this is Afro Afro punk babies. That's an Afro punk ah. baby for sure. It was just really good to see that kind of energy, you know. And I was like, I like, I like this. I, I like the being around this. This is such a, a beautiful thing. Um, and oftentimes, you know, we end up spending time with people around our own age which could definitely be to our detriment. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Y'all know how I have a, I have like an underlining irritation with my generation. Like I, anyone who listens to this podcast know, like they get, I they love hear. us, but I, we irk me. <laughs> come on, come on. What is it that irks? Uh, we irk me because I feel like for us, we're the, we're the generation who, grabbed the pearls, yanked them off and threw them into the gutter mm. only to crawl around on the ground looking for each individual pearl, string them back together, put them on our necks just so we can clutch them. Mm. Mm. Dang, you have to read us like that, though. I feel that. Ooh. And that that annoys me. Like mm. y'all can't possibly be the face down, butt up generation. And y'all out here clutching pearls. Y'all out here clutching so pearls. That is so true. I've been telling these. Ooh, I be telling these old ladies. Yes, you're such an old lady now. You're an old it's lady the, now. I think I'm an old lady now. Oh, oh but at least you, you know. Well, listen, old lady's not bad. It's just I means you old. It's a, someone said this to me the other day. But like, if you don't get old, that means you die young. So be grateful. Mm -hmm, I mean mm -hmm. that part, but mm -hmm. it's just the, the, the continuing, the, the opening, the chasm of the mind, mm -hmm. what happens, you dig down deep and, you know, you decided this is the way everything should be. And because Ooh. of the way we grew up, this is how it's supposed to look and how, you gotta it's, fight supposed it. to and how it's supposed to feel and how it's supposed to, but that's not You gotta true. fight it. You gotta fight that. It'd be coming. You'd be like, oh, no, no, get out of, get out of here. No, no. Open your mind. Stop. Stop. It's closing. It's closing. Open it back. Open it. Ooh, ooh, open it. Open it. Because anything yeah. that is not hold growing, the door. Like, <laughs> y'all don't watch y'all don't watch Game of Thrones, do y'all? Yeah, don't don't. Oh, don't, don't okay. GOT like hold the door, hold the door, <laughs> hold the door, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door, hold the door open yes. for for the new fresh. <laughs> you know the cool wind. 
and, and the new the new vibes, the interesting people with these thoughts that yes, a man that continuously will blow your mind if you let them in the door. Hold the door. Hold that. that yes. Hold yeah. door. Hold door. So so check this out. We have the privilege and the pleasure of talking to Lana Danzler. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi. So listen, this this little fresh face, this beauty. Good to see you again. It's nice to see you. It's nice to see you as well. I'm yeah. glad. You guys had a very nice introduction into the conversation, so I didn't want to interrupt. But um, it was uh, it was actually interesting to hear you guys say what you were saying because the other day I was actually in the car with my dad, and I've been telling him for a while that I just wanted to take a drive with him and listen to some of the music that I like and just show it to him and like see what he thought. And when we were in the car, I showed him like some of the newer rappers that are out right now. And you know, like we were joking around. He was pretending like he liked it for a little bit, but then he began to tell me he was kind of like young people kind of operate on a different frequency, I guess. Mm. And it's like, and not that it's a bad frequency, but it's so much faster than what he's used to now. He's just more of a slow paced journey as he gets older. So he likes smoother music. But when he was younger, he tells me it was kind of that same high frequency stuff we like now. We like to jump around. We like to move so much. And, um, you know, it's interesting. It's kind of like every generation is like that. It's like every older generation has always hated on the newer mm-hmm. generation. Like, mm-hmm. But he's told me it's like less of a, a hate he feels like and maybe more of a just misunderstanding. It's like mm-hmm. a frequent back to the frequency kind of um, analogy. It's almost like it's too loud for them. It's just like, mm-hmm. why can't you just be quieter like how I am right now and more smoother? <laughs> and I think that was... Uh, that was very telling to me because again I feel like it's easy to get into oh my parents don't understand me or this is you know like they're hating on me this is just the life I like to live but it's just like they did they were saying that same argument a bunch of years ago and yes. I remember just the other day me and my mom were talking about something that I wanted to wear and she kind of had a problem with but she was just like you know, I've been through the same argument a million times my mother. And I was like, well, if you've been through it, why can't I do it? This, 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 that. But it's just like, it's just, it's like a slower frequency, I guess. Wait, what, what did she say? When you asked her that, I'm so curious. I'm like, so what, what's the answer? If you, what is the answer? If you've been through she it? She wore it. Okay. <laughs> <You> wore it. <laughs> That's not, but come on now. That's a bag on the argument. Well, it's, it's an age-old thing. It's For an anybody thing. that's confused, Lana is Aja and Fatim. Uh, their their fifteen year old daughter. Yes, just so you're yes. clear. Yes, yes. we <laughs> didn't do the the intro fully. I know you got to rolling. That's because you know that's my baby. Yes. Yeah, she gonna get she gonna get into the conversation. Listen, listen. <laughs> so are we talking now? Let's go. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I heard my name, I was like, oh yeah. So the door has been opened. So I'm just yep. gonna. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think it's interesting because like my my teenagers. So I have twins who are almost 15 and I'm 15 what is it be 15 in december homegirl but 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 jill scott just said i'm 15 though so wait i was incorrect stayed <laughs> <laughs> in a lot of change <laughs> you know what see oh, i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna go ahead let that one slide get ready world Mm-mm. more real talk after the break 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+. Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So, yeah, I have 15-year-old twins, almost 15-year-old twins. And then, of course, my 18-year-old just went away to college. And so now in the household, we have we only have two official teenagers. And then Dean is 12, so he'll be 13 in February. But, yeah, so now we're experiencing the life of teenagers for the second time. So we have older kids who are 23, 20, and 18, and they're all outside of the house. Well, moved on with their lives. And so at this point now we're experiencing like a new group of, of teens. And so it's kind of interesting to, to kind of get into what's important to them and how they feel. And yesterday we had a conversation about, about safety. And I posted about this a while back, just about what makes young people feel safe. Hmm. And Lana had a discussion in class about it. And so, you know, I really would like her to chime in about that in particular, because I think really the conversation with young people has to start with safety. Mm -hmm. How do they feel safe enough to be in conversation and relationship with us, not just as parents, but just as elders in the community, period? Oh, yes, please, please. And thank you. So I have this class freshman seminar and basically when I go to senior year, I'm going to have to write a very long paper uh, called a senior accent. You guys probably know about it um, to graduate. But this class freshman seminar is to prepare me for that. So they plant little seeds of writing and finding arguments for specific prompts and specific topics to help you with later on when you have to do that big assignment to just kind of seed it into your brain a little bit. Um, so we were arguing about whether, well, not argue, well, debating about whether kids getting out of school later would be safer for them um, on the way home. And it kind of just spiraled this tangent about feeling safe in Philadelphia in general, which uh, the black kids in my class uh, kind of overtook, which uh, just a little side note about that. Um, I go to Kappa, which is the creative and performing arts high school in Philadelphia. Woo-hoo. And there's a lot of, 
perceptions about the diversity at that school. But I would say it's very predominantly black. So there is okay. not a single classroom without at least oh, at least 10 black students. It's, it's, it's a very black. Um, but a lot of people don't know that. Uh, but Kappa is very black. And uh, we just kind of got into this large conversation about how it feels to be safe in um, Philadelphia or not safe more or so. And it was kind of going back and forth because uh, there are a lot of black women in my class and I consider myself particularly very educated on racial issues, but there's a lot of also black men in my class and the topic of intersectionality was not being really focused on when we were having this discussion. And there was a very big thing where this girl was talking about how she felt unsafe um, due to being kind of cat called. And, you know, once she takes the bus and the train, and the subway. And then there's this one kid in my class who's a black male. and He goes, well, black men get murdered every day. And the statistics show that there's been more violence towards black men since the beginning of time. And that really set me off. Like, first of all, what statistics, what statistics did you get this from? Second of all, it just, it, I just think like, like debate rule 101, or even like respectable rule 101, when someone who's marginalized or especially more oppressed than you was talking about something they're going through, if you start your sentence with, but, and then something else, very big red flag and it's yeah. very ignorant and it's like a kind of ding 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 you're uneducated like light in my head and I also though feel like when black people are talking about our experiences I don't think it's right to rob them of that be like you're wrong you're this you're that but I do think it's we should take the time to educate them because again I feel like sometimes we can't always articulate how we're feeling Mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense. So again, when mm -hmm. I was in that class and a lot of my classmates are talking about their experience and we have an opportunity to educate a lot of the white kids in the room, there was some language that I felt was not being mm -hmm. articulated correctly. And I didn't want to misinform the classroom in such a, an important moment. So I took it upon myself and I joined the conversation late, but I took it upon myself to try and get those thoughts out in a way that made sense for someone who doesn't have the black experience. Um, but that was what I went through the other day that my mom was talking about. And I feel like being safe in Philadelphia and being safe as a minor is, is very much a hit or miss type of situation. I really feel like I, I'm like, we have so much stuff about what you can do to be safe, what you can do. But even then you could do all of these things. You could stay in the house your entire life. You could still be a victim of attack. I mean, Breonna Taylor was in her own home. She was in her own home. Mm -hmm. She was, she just still died from violence. It's like, what is it that you can do? And I don't mean that as a depressing thing, but even I said this at the beginning of my rant in the classroom, I was like, all of the black people that are here and are alive in America today are all here by chance. You could have been the most well-behaved slave in the world, but an overseer in a bad mood could have ended your entire bloodline just because they wanted to, because they were having a bad day. So my point is that we can do all of these things to try and assimilate, try to be safer. We can dress a certain way. We cannot take public transportation. We could avoid bad streets. We could do this, we could do that. And even then being black in America and being black in Philadelphia, being black in the city, it's still, it, it doesn't guarantee you safety. Right. Hmm. What was the response? What, what did everybody say, weren't you? Well, again, uh, I, um, it's very early in freshman year. So it kind of was 
like a silence in the classroom for a while. I'm sure. And uh, my teacher, Mr. Rauscher, he's a white man. And not only does he teach freshman seminar, but he also teaches African-American studies at Kappa. And he does seem to be very self-aware about the fact that that's slightly weird. Mm -hmm. Um, But he did tell me that he appreciated that I brought up the uh, intersectionality in this topic because it hadn't really been addressed. And he liked the way that I worded it. But it did kind of leave a silence over the room. I think it also took, was a lot to take in again. But mm-hmm. uh, that was the kind of the response to the room. I didn't get any uh, bad responses. Even the uh, black boy that had made the comment about, well, black men get killed every day. He was very silent and just like taking in the information that I said. He didn't have an attitude or make a face because, again, I was trying to educate the classroom. I wasn't trying to be rude or anything. Again, ignorance in the black community about black issues is still very prevalent. Like you'd be surprised about how many people don't know about their own culture and know about the real reason these things are the way that they are. The reason that we live in the hood and they live in the suburbs, the reason that this, this is that. And that's again why I felt like I needed to articulate some of the things that weren't you know, because not all of us have access to the information as to why those things are the way that they are. A lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. Our young people are, are really thinking in broad strokes, broader than ever before, if you ask me. And I say that because I think our, well, Miles and my generation was probably, hmm, think about it this way. Just going back a couple of generations, my grandmother was born in 1917. So the odds of walking down the road and seeing somebody hung's high. Mm-hmm. You feel me? The odds of your father leaving. I mean, we still have these things, so that's the crazy part. Um, leaving and not ever coming back because he's been captured and, you know, uh, mutilated is a real, very, very real thing. Um, she was around before they were really, couldn't vote, right? Cars were kind of, they were newer. Didn't have one of those, clearly didn't have one of those. My my great-grandparents were sharecroppers, so yeah. Um, and just to say that, my great-grandparents were sharecroppers, all right? So we're talking about my mother. You know, my mother's, what, 1947, I believe? Um, and she couldn't sit on the front of the bus. Um, then we have this generation, our generation, your parents, Lana, and we were pretty much able to do everything that we wanted to do. You know, if we wanted to go to college, if we wanted to wear pants, because <laughs> in the 70s, you know, we've got this natural hair and these vibes and, you know, everybody's standing up and, and discovering their blackness. And then you've got us and now we've got you. And you you all are more uh, free than anything that I've ever seen. I think that there may be a slight sense of jealousy, mm-hmm. you know, that maybe some mm-hmm. resentment in there mm-hmm. because you, you all not only you're able to to own your sexuality. I admit to that. Yeah, you're able to uh, start a business at a at a young age and be profitable from it. Mm-hmm. You're you're able to literally do anything. Your outlook is so far. We haven't even seen, you know, how far you all can go and how quickly you can do it. We have this mentality that you have to learn from the ground up. You have to, and and these things are still good. I think it's still solid to learn something from the ground up. 
but you all, I don't know if it's if it's osmosis, like what's going on? But then um, there's the flip how, side. Don't don't forget about the flip side, Jill. Though, tell me, tell me. I'll let Lana tell because as you were talking, I was just Please. thinking. But we didn't have like shooting drills. We had fire drills. Right. We didn't have, we didn't have shooting drills. That wasn't a thing. School shootings wasn't a popular thing that happened multiple times to where you were like de-escalate. Like, and even the, the, the thing with what's going on with police and, and, and black folks seems like more than ever because we didn't have the visuals. We didn't have video like we have today. And so I'm curious. I'm going to let Lana talk speak on yeah, that. Yeah, like in terms of like, what are the challenges? Like, so yeah. we, we, from our vantage point, we can see the advantages that y'all mm-hmm. have. Yeah. But like, if you had an opportunity to speak out, because like at this point, there's hella adults listening to this. So mm-hmm. like, if they needed, you wanted them to know some of like particular challenges that they should be keyed into mm-hmm. and not to make you speak for all young people. You yeah. can speak for yourself specifically. For yourself. I, I think one of the big things is just like, um, uh, I think this generation, the internet's really been a huge part of making everything kind of more, I, I just think like seeing what people are going through. I think first the internet was you saw the struggle and then finding, literally watching the progression of people learning to deal with their struggle and being like, I relate to that too. I think that's the reason why so many people have learned to be more open because there's people whose entire lives and entire journeys are documented. Like there are people that I followed on TikTok that discovered that they were trans and I followed their uh, journey before they even knew that. So it's like you watch the progression of people's journeys in their lives. And then there's other viewers that are like, I relate to that. People's mental health issues. This is is that I feel like that's how it's become more normalized in our society, because you are able to look into somebody else's eyes, into somebody Hmm. else's life. And you can say, I can relate to that. And I feel like before that, it's so easy for people to feel isolated in their environments. I feel like now it's more you see everybody. Like you and there and there are the downsides of that too. I feel like again, some people play to other people's emotions and try and gain that relatability so they can try and force them into a type of lifestyle. You know, there's this kind of this uh this joke on the internet, this thing called the manosphere or whatever. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. It's like I have. those yeah, those little uh, motivational videos for men that start by applying to their insecurities and then they start saying, this is how you fix it. And instead of actually being productive, it's just misogynistic viewpoints or telling them you can get women by being very disrespectful to women. And this is how you make money. This is how you th- like and there's even stuff like that exists like that for women as well, like where they try and apply to women's insecurities and they tell them, well, this is how you get skinny. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. Instead of those productive things that have existed to help people with their journeys, there are also things that exist that to are just there to help benefit someone in specifics, not the viewers, not their supporters. It's just there to basically take advantage. So I think those are one things you have to look out for on the internet is who is a productive influence to follow and who's not. And that's actually something I'm learning about in gym. They were trying to teach us the difference between a life influencer and a regular influencer. And it's like someone who flexes their lifestyle onto you and makes themselves feel unachievable unless you follow these inappropriate steps or these steps that aren't really going to get you there Mm. or a life influencer, someone who tells you your life can be better, but you can make it good the way it is now. Or these are little things you can do for yourself or you're going through this. I'm going through this. This is how we can be better. It's like, 
I just feel like, or people that just healthily show you their lives that just like, you know, those people that vlog every day or those, you know, motivational people on the internet, people that just kind of give you a healthy insight into their life. And even if they don't show you everything, because I think the whole saying social media is fake, da, 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 da. I think social media being fake can be a good thing sometimes. Like, I feel like if you're um, a family uh, YouTuber or whatever, families have struggles, but do you need to put that on your YouTube channel? No, because some people might watch that to feel better about themselves. Some people might watch it be like, I didn't have a good relationship with my family, but it's nice to see these children grow and this family blossom together, even if they might have issues off screen. I feel like sometimes having a curated image like that is okay. And I feel like people are so obsessed with authenticity. It's kind of a bad thing. Like things like the shade room, stuff like that, where we're constantly seeing these toxic couples and these problematic, this, 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 that. I don't think it's good for people. And I don't think it's good this access people have to people's lives so much now that they feel entitled to their lives and entitled to opinions about these people that they don't even know. That's why mm. I feel like sometimes curation is good. Sometimes it's better if you only see this person's picture when it's a paparazzi photo of them leaving somewhere, not a paparazzi photo of them being intimate with someone or something like that. I just feel like this like access or like, just a straight up entitlement. So maybe, and I hate to, to, to cut you off, but maybe there's a thing with us where we have to understand that the thing that makes y'all different is this, is this experience with social media and the internet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that experience cannot be defined so rigidly as good or bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What I'm hearing from you is that it's a layered and complex experience that we need to be aware of, that there is such a thing as a life influencer as opposed to a regular influencer. I've never even heard that before. Me either. That's the crazy part. Y'all are learning that in school and grownups don't even, they don't know how to regulate their social media like that. Yeah. Right? So how can they even begin to talk to you about it when they don't even know the, t- that's, I, my mind was blown when you said that. Mm-hmm. Like, and also, and also trying to audit myself mentally, like, yeah, wh- which, which one are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. For real. Because right. clearly yeah. not everything is bad. Right. right. Not everything. You know, I think that the the people in my age bracket and, and above, you know, we're kind, we're a little bit in shock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overwhelmed. We're, like we're a little and overwhelmed. overwhelmed. It's it's a lot. Both. Oh my god! Like it's Lana, the internet came when we were in high school, friend. Like right. it happens. Things started happening from there. It was like the beeper, the cell phone, the and it was just like and and Real now facts. we still got to keep up with y'all too. And oh my goodness, it's like it's crazy. It's so yeah. I'm just we're feeling we like to, we're juggling I mean, hella, yeah. hella stuff. Yeah. About yeah. I'm here. I'm here for staying in your lane. I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah. For being this this adult, this the yeah. adult that you are right now. I'm I'm here for you doing that, but I'm also here for you to to expand your mind and be able to relate to the youth. Cause you know, I believe the children are our future. They are. You know, so it's not yeah. it's not yeah. that deep. We, not even a choice. We have to open up. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount+. Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Lana, you mentioned sexuality. Um, We've, like... When I grew up, I'll, I'll say that when I grew up, that that homosexual men were in an area of the city where I grew up in Philly. They were in one area. And if that's what you wanted to see or hang around or that's what you wanted to experience, then that's where you went. Now, people are finally able to be all of themselves everywhere they go and nobody has to live in a closet anymore do do you do you grasp how what a what a gigantic big deal that is it's so weird it's so i sometimes (laughs) i think about it too i think about it too sometimes i ask my mom like you really didn't have like a phone with a screen on it like how is it like now you just used to now you got this tap smartphone. I'm it's like, true. you remember the, but you used to have them buttons. I'm like, girl, we did. How did you? We had a rotary. <laughs> Our generation keeping up all day. She's so right. I didn't even think about it like that. She's so right. Yeah, and then you get so used to it because it's like you get so accustomed to it and so fast. I feel like maybe just me. I feel like it. it you get so fastly like I like there be four year olds that know how to work their iPad. I remember mm-hmm. the other day, uh, my little cousin was here and it wasn't the other day. It was a long time ago. He was about three and he has YouTube up and he tells me he wants to watch a Spider-Man video. And I'm thinking he's three. Let me look it up for him. He's like, no, he types Spider-Man into the YouTube bar and searches it up. I'm like, you already know how to do that. <laughs> I've seen nine month olds been able to scroll through things, you know, and find <laughs> like the like the parents had a series of films or movies or whatever in there in the little iPad and baby just just went and found what they wanted. Or you can even read. You can type right. Spider-Man into YouTube. <laughs> That's a lot of like I just wonder what I can't wow. wait till y'all become grown-ups. I'm like, what does that look like when knowledge starts from that point? And also, here's a question too, Lana. What's the chill look like? Because I was thinking about that as you was giving us your reenactment of what happened in class that day mm-hmm. and all of that knowledge and well-readedness that you have. I was like, what is the chill? What is the, like, 
Yeah. How how do you how do you kind of manage? Yeah. Knowing these things, like where where is the where's the kid like? Yeah, the the kid like lightness. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Funness. Did we tackle that other question? Oh no, she skipped it. I'm oh, sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, because because it's a it's a whole new world. Did you hear it's, what Joe asked you? Yeah, about like um, about, people uh, having so many sexual identities. Yeah. I feel like, uh, and this is just might be one thing that I noticed, but sometimes I feel like people make it seem like it's a, a lot, a lot more overwhelming than it is. For example, uh, there's this thing on the internet called neo pronouns. Well, not on the internet, but some people really use it. It's just like, uh, where people's pronouns aren't she, her, they, they're like, uh, something like some people like to be called like different, like objects as their pronouns. And I don't uh, never entirely understand it, but yeah. I've never met a person that used that. But there's such this, there's this big discourse on the internet on whether this is something people should do or this is stupid, this is, this is that. But you've never even met anyone that uses those pronouns. Mm -hmm. It's almost like people want it to be, oh, you don't know what anybody is these days. But it's like some of these people have never even met a non-binary person. You just want to be overwhelmed by these things. You feel like it's all around you when it really isn't. Again, it there is so much more openness in society today but there are also some people in this world that still kind of live in a bit of a pocket and i feel like as a society we need to stop pretending like it's it's like changing our way of life i guess i feel like we should uh, never really assume what someone goes by again when i was a kid you know i had short foresty hair i would be misgendered a lot and I was born a girl. So it's like, is that right though? But when someone tells you don't assume people's gender, you're automatically thinking, oh, this changes my way of life. I don't approve of this. I don't approve of that. But I was born a girl and you misgendered me. So it's mm. almost like, why don't we just use these neutral words for people? Why is that so hard? Because mm. it could offend the same people. You say you're tired of the girls, but they weaves and they this and they that. I presented myself as naturally and you still disrespected me. And I was, and I'm not a part of any community that you're so-called don't approve of. So I don't get it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, yes, yes. People try so hard to make, this is, this is so-and-so on fault. This is changing my lifestyle. When really your lifestyle just wasn't productive. It just wasn't, it, it never was. Ooh, it wasn't cool from the start. It wasn't cool. It never worked. And you know, it hmm. never worked. And you know, it never worked. You know, it was never helping anybody. And I like that we live in a world that's open, but I feel like it could be a lot more opener. And I yeah. feel like it, I feel like people want to be overwhelmed. Sometimes people want something to be mad at. We need something to be mad at as a society because we need to direct our anger towards something that's not the big issue. So we can swallow our pill and we can, you know, make it seem like everything's okay. We're like, yeah, the reason everything sucks is because the pink sauce lady. That's why I'm like, no, she might be bad, but mm, she didn't make all these things, unfortunately. <laughs> the pink sauce lady is not the root of all of our issues. Oh, well, Lana. At 15, okay, is this, this a fair question? Do you feel a need or desire to be around us? Uh, you mean like adults? Yeah. Like, let's just let's just say that that um, your mother's friends are pretty much like her. You know, they're mm -hmm. they're interesting and, and um, knowledgeable. You know, they're they're cool in their own way. 
you know, living life and learning as they go. Like the like most people with good sense, I think, you know, you learn and you, you stumble and you get back up and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Um, because you have so much um, information, you have this this I, I don't know if I could call it clarity. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if that's exactly what mm-hmm. I'm looking for, but the insight to expand and grow on a daily basis uh, because you've got so many tools to do it. Do you feel like you you still enjoy us or or need us in any way other than financially taking care of you? <laughs> I ask. But cash <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Like getting cash. Do you want me without my cash app? <laughs> I do, do I'm going to ask you to speak as much as you can for young people around your age. Like, do y'all y'all f with us? <laughs> I feel like some of us are at a point where it's like it's been a very big thing. It's like I won't respect my elders unless I get respect back, and this is that. I think that's a very uh, progressive place to be in. But I feel like we need family. I feel like people that cut all ties, they end up kind of missing it. And I don't feel like I get disrespected in my family. Just like as an example, I know there's some people that kind of move in that wavelength. Um, or even like if they have like political disagreements with their family, they're just like, no, I'm done. And I completely understand that. And to speak for my whole generation, I just would have to address that fact of it. Because there are some people that genuinely do, you know, perceive their family members as like, or even the older people in their life as just kind of like I, I don't respect your opinion and you don't respect my opinion so that's kind of the end of our relationship besides you know the cash app like my mom said but um I think there is like I feel like as young people again we still kind of are a bit stuck in our ways a bit about what's immature like oh I can't say my mom's my best friend but there are a lot of us that are just like I love my my mom's my best friend. I love to have conversation. I love having conversations with older black ladies. My mom knows this. I know when you guys asked that question, she was just like, "That's my happy place." Being, I just, I, 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 I am completely. I I need that insight because again, you guys asked like what kind of keeps me grounded in a bit, and I do like having friends that aren't really as interested in these topics, just because it kind of helps take my mind off of it because it's a lot, and you can kind of find the real reason why this is that and this and that like you can get caught up in all that stuff sometimes just living your life but it's easy to just have those people you can just kind of turn off that side of your brain you can just kind of enjoy that childlike perspective but then it's nice to have conversations like this with a bunch of educated beautiful intelligent women and it's like it feels like you're more so heard and you can relate you know it's like I could talk about my favorite show with my friends and then I could talk about you know redlining with you guys and I could talk about like I want to talk about your favorite show what you mean redlining I ain't got to always go so deep well no no me and my mom actually do watch a lot of the same shows by the way and I've been trying to get her to watch The Sandman on Netflix recently and she won't watch it and I know you're you're a grandma now I know you got business but you and Reverie can snuggle up and watch that show mom Sandman first of all I did watch Umbrella you put me onto Umbrella Academy Umbrella Academy is good oh season three is so bad no season three is so bad no it was season three but I mean one and two were good they changed stuff up and it's weird they switched it up but but But. I'm just saying you put so I'm glad you brought up a show because my son and I got a chance to watch Euphoria together Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you all watched Euphoria have you watched that at all I know you watch it okay it's a safe space it's a safe space she can't do nothing. You know, 
Let sister. me just do, well first answer. Did you watch Atlanta? I've I've seen some of it. I've it's the episodes are too long for me to actually watch all of it, but I've seen some of it. Dang, Lana, it can't hold your that's attention. A, that's a thing. Like, okay, I've I've noticed that your generation also wants things kind of quick. You mm-hmm. don't really want a long form anything. Fast paced storytelling. I don't know if it's really my thing. I don't like all the movements and the, I feel like it's kind of lazy. Ooh. I'm, I don't know. I, uh, is it controversial to say? I feel like it's a little easy. It's not controversial. Lord, Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. It's just like... Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. I will say this to the listeners. Um, if you haven't watched Euphoria, there's a real reason why they're winning all these awards. And it's not just because Zendaya is beautiful. Like she's exceptionally talented and so is that cast. And the yeah. stories that they're telling, when I watched it, I was like, oh, I don't really have to answer a lot of questions because a lot of the answers are in Euphoria. Mm. When we're talking about accountability, when we're talking about sex, drugs, when we're talking about sexuality, um, when we're talking when we're talking about living, a lot of the experiences are in euphoria. Recovery, uh, the list of relationship with parents, relationship with all in there. Yeah, I'm not saying this to be a hater because, again, I actually I have what what I've seen in the second season. I actually really like it's a lot more slow paced. I just don't don't like I kind of feel like if you can't keep it in one place and keep the audience's attention, I think it's it might be overwhelming. And that's kind of how it is for me. You don't like multiple Mm -hmm. storylines like that. I do. I do like multiple storylines. And when it waves together, kind of, that's why I kind of like the end of the season, the first season a little bit. But again, I'm I'm not sure how all of it ends. This first season's a a little fast paced for me, but I like what I've seen in the second season. I might go back and watch it. But I think that Again, not to, because again, I don't want to be like the one person that doesn't like the show. I do like it. It's okay. What do you think in terms of like media? Like, I think uh, from a parental standpoint, it's always hard to kind of, I think, lock into media or that, that, that expresses or feels like it's speaking for young people. It feels like as soon as we lock into something, y'all have moved on or we'll lock into something and we'll think, Oh, this is groundbreaking. And y'all are like, yeah, whatever. We don't even talk like that. And I remember (laughs) being a young person and having that, you know, like our parents thinking that hip hop was like, the the Rice Krispies commercial when Snap Crackle and Pop was rapping, they're like, yeah, that I like that 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 jingle is nice. If that all the rap music sounded like that, I would love it. And we were like, no, <laughs> that's 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 not how that sounds. So you know, is there any like media that you really think like, okay, this is on the pulse of kind of what young people are feeling and and they're connecting with? I would say. Again, there are a lot of themes in Euphoria that I think are really, really good for parents to watch. Even, but I don't want them to think that all of their children are living that life. I feel like some parent might watch Euphoria and come back thinking my child's a drug addict or something like that. Like, no, you should be careful. Don't don't make the wrong assumptions. But just like kind of just the life they're living and kind of the emotions they're feeling is very uh, beautifully portrayed in that show, especially uh, with Zendaya. Like, again, like she's very talented to reiterate what's already been said. But again, the show that I watched on Amazon Prime called We Are Who We Are, Hmm. It's really nice to me. Uh, the emotion of the show—it's it, it's not it's um it's not too explicit on the themes. It lets you kind of think of it for yourself. But the way the characters behave seems very normal to me, and um, their emotions just seem very normal to me. And again, it's kind of uh 
it's less graphic oh, than Euphoria. Oh, I watched this. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the show. I liked the show. I thought it was very interesting. You get very invested into it and it's much more slow pace, I would okay. say. Um, and I feel like if uh, Euphoria is kind of too fast for you, then maybe you might like that show. But they tackle some different themes and they also tackle um, something that isn't really that uh, prevalent in Euphoria, which is uh, there's a character with mental illness that's not like Ruse. It's more so like, uh, I think he might struggle with... Um, uh, I don't want to make a guess, but it's different than what she goes through. Okay. So, but Ooh, it's kind of you. about impulsive behaviors and stuff. It's an interesting watch, I would say. And now all the episodes are, I don't think they're having a season two, but it also deals with a black female main character that uh, is trying to transition into a trans man, which is kind of similar to some of the themes that are in Euphoria, but with, uh, yeah. The opposite. Ugh. Yeah. I love a good TV wreck. More conversation after the break. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You were talking about being in the car with your dad and you wanted him to listen to some of the music. I was just curious what you were playing for your dad. Oh, this is not music I particularly listen to, but my dad is very interested in DJing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I be trying to put him on to stuff that like, kind of kids my age are listening to. Or at least something that like, if he put it on, they'd be like, whoa, what do you know about this? <laughs> so I put on some Destroy Lonely for him. I put on some Yeet. I put on some Frank Ocean. Okay. And that was about it. He knows about Frank Ocean. I'm about to say he yeah, knows about Frank some, Ocean. Some other stuff. And speaking of Steve Lacey again, I I love Steve Lacey. He's so cool. Mm-hmm. Even just, just a person is very cool. Um, so Steve Lacey, if you're watching, you might not be, but I'm cool with you. I'm mess with you. But I should have played some Steve Lacey for Dad because he did have that one song inside that I feel like people forgot was him because hmm. people think kind of just rose up this year, but he's kind of been popular. No, for yeah, a while. It's been years. Yeah, it's been years. 
I thought so. Yeah, I, I can't front. I've been in his DMs for a long time. Like, you go. Congratulations. Go, Keep going, young man. <laughs> you was giving you was giving him full auntie vibes in the DM boo. Listen, that's my point. That was what I was trying to get at, Lana, because I, I catch myself around um young people and I'm very much an auntie. Like I'm not a I'm not like, you know, your friend. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really like your auntie. You need some advice, honey. You need you need um direction for something. I I may not know, but I might know somebody who knows somebody, and maybe they can help you get where you want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of the the mentor kind of auntie. You know, the celebration kind of auntie. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be judgmental about things. I want you to be joyful. You know, that's Man. like I want you to be joyful in everything that you do, and if it doesn't suit you. I want you to stop doing that. You know, that's kind of where I am. And that's that's what I I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's annoying. Is that annoying? Like, if it is, oh. that's, I, that's a, that entirely is why I feel like, again, kids my age love their aunties. They need their aunties, mm-hmm. even if they won't all admit it. And again, those people that are kind of done with dealing with the generational uh, traumas and stuff like that and letting go of their older relatives and stuff is a very small fraction of people. Same thing with the very small fraction of people that you'll encounter that really their identities are super confusing, quote unquote. People tend to be like, oh, this is so many people are the kids are leaving us the kids don't care about us they're ungrateful da, da, da. they're confusing me now well really it's only a little bit of them and the ones that are getting completely cut off are not like y'all the ones that are getting completely cut off are the ones that kind of deserve it. <laughs> but, you know a little problematic a little problematic a little problematic a little problematic you know? and then and, and even then you know sometimes all it takes is a little switches behavior maybe y'all be back maybe y'all be back maybe yeah. you can sometimes we, we got work to do a lot of times Lauren. Some, mm-hmm. we, some of us don't know. It's the ones that don't know and don't want to do nothing about it. And again, I kind of have an air of tolerance for ignorance a little bit. You know, I have I have a little bit of tolerance for that. I'll attempt to educate it, not that I'll let it sit. But if I was having a problem with something, I'll make it known, you know? Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean you have to cut ties, but it's just like something I have an issue with, something you have an issue with. We could talk about it or we could not talk. <laughs> Can we circle back to that question I asked you earlier about, you know, relaxing, being a kid and um, how you how you tend to do that? Being a child, I know kid is not appropriate. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I actually don't have a problem with that, actually. But, <sighs> Girl, uh, okay. I touched on it a t- little bit, but it's just like being around people that don't really not don't care about these issues, but don't really know a whole bunch about it. It like almost like prohibits me from even talking about it because it won't really make a lot of sense. It's just like hearing them talk about the stuff they're interested in kind of just makes you, gets you, puts you on a supportive standpoint. It's like, oh, you want to play a video game? We'll play a video game. Oh, you guys want to watch a movie tonight? We'll watch a movie tonight. Or are you going to go do whatever? It's like, it kind of takes your mind off of those big subjects that kind of are always boom, boom, booming. And again, you could just like turn it off for a second and you could focus on what they're interested in and you're also interested in as well just sometimes i tend to think oh this is low-key racist oh this is low-key homophobic oh this See? is really you like, can't, i just want to know to turn it off every once in a while i'm like i don't- can i can okay i think what's interesting is that what i do love about my kids is that they're gonna call a spade a spade yeah mm. they're not gonna fall into um the part where it's on their neck but they're they're gonna say yeah that's they're gonna call that for what it is you know what I mean and I think they can enjoy life 
in ways that that, that they can still enjoy, enjoy the joy aspect of a thing mm-hmm. but still be realistic about what they're looking at and mm-hmm. I feel like I always think about it reminds me of the whiz I grew up with the whiz and the whiz is such a significant part of my growing up and I love this piece of work it's one of the most important pieces of art of my childhood the whiz but as I got older and I became a little bit more aware of certain things there's things in the whiz I can't unsee now and I still love it but like, I could call it for what the it big be. black Darcian horrible witch that forces everyone to work in a sweatshop. Oh yep. God, stop lying to you. That's me. I can't. I can't. No, I got it. Okay. Don't oh. you? Oh no. Oh. oh. The monkeys bothered me. The flying monkeys. The monkeys. The, yeah. The good witch is light skin. Yeah. <laughs> But, but did you see their lips? Stop it. Stop it. It's a lie. Is there anything wrong with the scarecrows? The scarecrows one? The music. He just wrote the music. He just wrote the music. He just wrote the yeah, music. Yeah, I mean, there's a. There, what I'm saying is that it's, it's an important and beautiful piece of work. And like mm-hmm. I said, one of the best lessons I learned in life came from the Wiz. Where yeah. It was just like everything that you need is in you. If you keep mm. trying to look externally for the things mm-hmm. that you need, you'll never be able to be who you are and be in the fullness of yourself. And mm-hmm. as long as you are aware of the fullness of yourself, you're home anywhere you are. So so that yeah. that will never be taken away, you know, in that sense of the word. But, you know, I don't typically ask this question, but I know we're running out of time. And I really want Jill to ask my baby, you know, the J.I.L. question. I, my pleasure. Lana Danzler. That's my. What's on your heart? What is on my heart currently? Wow. It's a big one. You know, last time you asked me this question, I hadn't started high school yet. And last time you asked me this question, I did not have a niece. So a lot has changed. Um, so I would say as of right now, what is on my heart, it's just appreciation. Just very grateful in this time, in this moment. You know, recently I've been feeling a tad stressed out, but I feel like uh, ever since the 19th, I've just been very, uh, very grateful. I feel like my whole, energy um in my life has gotten so much better so i would say oh my heart is is just love i just feel love right now just feel so i just i'm feeling so much better so much happier and i feel like everyone around me is too which is so great it feels so great so yeah that's about the extent of what is on my heart at this moment sweet baby is living in gratitude it's not a baby it's a young woman and you know my older self you know I have to say this that I've been waiting all my life to be this age I have been waiting all my life to have this this level of experience and you know I have some wisdom that I I love to share and I'm, I'm really really grateful for this and I'm really grateful for you thank you so much for talking to us and sharing mm-hmm. with us mm-hmm. and thinking out loud mm-hmm. and also mm-hmm. letting us know that we do have some value in your lives because mm-hmm. we need to know that too we really do you know you all are so beautiful <laughs> you're so beautiful and so creative and and the way that you think is we really marvel at it quite mm-hmm. frankly mm-hmm. and just want to give you your your flowers where you're sitting right now and give you a a big round of applause. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you all the listeners for listening to J.Il, the podcast. We are sparking conversation to spark some more. Love you so much. Take care, y'all. 
face. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Hey listeners, it's Amber, the producer here. After that conversation, I am quietly humming, the children are the future. (laughs) I mean, wow, Lana is a treasure, but really, are we surprised? She's the daughter of one of our wisest internet aunties, Aja. Lana mentioned a show that we should all check out called Who We Are on Amazon Prime. So let's do our homework and give it a watch. I'll drop the link in our show notes. Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Lonnie, you might as well just go ahead and start that show. I don't when your show start. When your show start. I've been saying this. Like you should just do it. Yo, you should just do it. You have a mic. (laughs) Listen, me and her have done like multiple episodes, but she don't need me. I'm the weak link. J. Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.